welcome to Fit Story TV, the only platform that is focused on storytelling for fitness experts. Our mission with this podcast is to empower you to harness your vulnerability and lead with your story. If this is your first time listening, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out when we drop more fire. Yo, what is going on, Fit Story fans? Damn. What? Oh, feels good to be back. <laughs> You know, it's been seven months since I last recorded an episode, since there was a guest on the show as well, which is crazy. And a lot's been going on. Um, so actually, I'm going to address the listeners real quick before we get into the guest. Um, this is the first of its kind, because this is the very first in-person podcast that we've had on Fit Story TV. And uh, before we get into who you are, by the way, we'll keep it all mis- mysterious and shit for now. I think that's a good shout. I'm sitting here right now in a lovely beachfront apartment, right, in Brighton. Um, it, it, I, I really wish that we could record it so that everybody could really see where we're at. It's a lovely little place, man. And I might go take a dip in a minute, get some skinny dipping done. Um, but Fit Story is back. And uh, this time around, there is no co-co, there is no co, uh, there is no co-host here. There is no, there is no Perry Power. I'm Han Solo. <laughs> my hand solo and i'm stoked to get back on this shit and deliver some value to all of these all of you guys that are, that are going to be listening and just the, the future episodes that i've got coming and of, of course the seasons as i don't plan on going backwards now um you know a lot has been going on and we're not gonna kind of get into all of that because to be honest you know it, it revolves around covid uh, and Truth be told, I'm, I'm fucking done with talking about that. I think we should just stop talking about that. Too much. It's like everywhere. It's omnipresent. <laughs> it's the, this, is the first, this is the first omnipresent virus, man. We need, and also, I might just add this to this part of the conversation. Don't you think that we should maybe take some tips from how well the government have marketed the whole thing? <laughs> And he, my guest wants to laugh right now. You can. It's all good, bro. You can, you can bring yourself to conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, today I have linked up with an ex-client of mine who worked within the Fit Story Accelerator program. And this is going to be slightly different to what you might usually hear on this podcast, um, which is stories. Uh, part of what I, you know, this 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 business was built around, this brand was built around, was, was powerful, raw, influential stories. Um, and the idea behind this is, of course, to get my guest to open up and be vulnerable and to share his story and to talk and give us insights into what that looks like. Um, but also, uh, something a little bit different, we're also going to be talking about, um, you know, what it was like for you to work within the Fit Story Accelerator program. And of course, uh, what, you're at, what you're up to today. Because I think that those things really, you know, they're one and of the same, right? So, uh, Angus Buckle, what's up, brother? What's going on, bro? Wicked, be, wicked to be here, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm really grateful to be here with you, but also what Fit Story did for me early on in my career. Bro, it was a, an absolute pleasure to work with you. And uh, I'm not just saying that because you're here, because you know I'm real as fuck. And I would just tell you, if you were shit client, I'd be like, bro, <laughs> you need to fucking level up. <laughs> sort you out. Yeah, so you know that. Uh, anyway, um, as the founder 
uh, and the owner of uh, Mr. BPT. You're an online coach. Um, you're specifically focused on uh, DNA testing, uh, mindset, sleep. Uh, you're a nutritionist as well and a personal trainer. And all of that, I might add, is 30. Yes, sir. All of that is 30. So 17 years uh, overall that you've been in the industry, but that includes, I assume, being a gym rat. Yes, I've spent way too much time in many gyms around <laughs> the country. So, yeah. But bro, you know, I think it's all good for experience. And that's one of the things when I became a fitness coach, uh, I think that helped me out was I didn't just come, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't uninterested in it before I became a coach. You know, I, I, I invested and although be it, I might've done a lot of things wrong. Um, that all helped when I became a coach and, and when I started an online business. And I think mm. it really does. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about your story, of course. And I think that before we get into that, you, you kind of mentioned earlier on that you kind of teach people how to be an athlete in business, right? Yeah, how to perform like an athlete in business. Okay, cool. So tell me a little bit about that before we kind of dive into the, the real, the real uh, you know, guts of this, uh, of this, of this story. So I've, I've been in the health and fitness industry for 17 years, but I've had a lot of sales jobs. So I enjoyed working in sales because it paid for hard work and I was always ambitious and wanted to make money. And when I look back at my career and I've broken a lot of sales records in a lot of companies, I was so unhealthy. I was working nine to five, grinding, you know, doing the hustle thing, weekends with Gary Boone. Yeah, thank you, Gary Boone, <laughs> Grant Cardone, appreciate you too. Uh, but seriously, Grant Cardone did, did really help me. But um, yeah, it was, it was the work hard, play hard mentality, partying on the weekends, getting through on Monday, can't wait for the day to end. And I was looking at my performance and I was thinking, I finally got six figures after years of failing. And I was doing cocaine, smoking weed, drinking beer on the weekends. Having fun. Having, yeah. <laughs> we were running away from our responsibilities, right? And uh, doing very well. Like everyone's looking up to me in the company, like, wow, how's this guy doing? Um, but ultimately I crashed and I, I got depressed. I, I lost all meaning in life for just chasing money. I, I finally hit the 100K, the label I'd given myself. I, I've, I've done six figures. And, and, I, and I went into a lot of debt very quickly. And, you know, I, what I want to help people do was when I look back at the version of myself that was in these jobs, breaking records, and I was doing that stuff, what if you got enough sleep? What if you had good nutrition? What if you knew you didn't have to go to the gym six days a week and you did three days mm. because your body needs more recovery than that? That's powerful. Now you go to work and form like an athlete. And an athlete is consistent. Someone who works in the Olympics or somebody who's an Olympian Somebody said recently when he, when he went back stage to the Olympians, he said they were all ordinary people with an extraordinary dream and they stayed in the game. Like four years, you got to grind. You went into work harder than someone else for four years. That's the Olympic gold medal. Right, so can we implement that to business? And when I look back at me making 100K on that lifestyle, that could have been 250K. Could it have been 500K? Not that money is my driver anymore, but I'm just saying when I look at even CEOs we help, um, you know, manage directors of their own businesses and go, well, are you putting your health first? No, they're putting money first. So that's why we focus on how to form like an athlete in business because you truly can find balance and happiness in your job by putting your health first. And that's the conversation we have with people. Mm, see, I love that. And, and it's so true as well. Uh, uh, you know, this, this idea that when we're performing, uh, uh, at a level that we deem to be okay at the time, 
the lesson is is that when when we're further down the line we can always reflect on that we can look back and we can say hold on who who was that dude because now if, if i was to do that same shit now with the mindset i have now shit the results would be tenfold so it's really interesting that you say that because i feel like that's going to be um uh, something that a lot of people may re- resonate even right now with you know what i'm saying sure well conor, Gr- conor mcgregor said it to jeremy stevens when he piped up and said who the fuck is that guy and that's the difference between somebody on their a game who is number one versus somebody who's trying to compete in the top 10 mm. and that's the, like that's the people you want to work with who want to be number one and kind of pushing through it and i just look back at my life and say i left this on the table and um you know i guess we'll get to my story but fitness did save my life and, and that's that's what I love doing is transforming people's lives. It is, it is powerful stuff to really take people who have been obese or uh, depressed and help them, but also just give some a few people a few percent in their business. Give the CEO more balance in his life to spend time with the family and put his health family first, mm. not the business, because you'd be the richest guy in the graveyard. It doesn't matter. You know, so putting health first will give people the fulfillment they want in life instead of the shiny object syndrome of Instagram and the cars. I don't own a car at the moment. I don't need one. Mm. You know, I have happiness and fulfillment in life. And, you know, it, it, it's sort of, I've moved away. And I talked about this recently in secret, actually. So the reason why look, affirmations don't work is because they're looking at the visualization. They're, they're looking, you need to look at the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And when you kind of get those three together, you can make a change. And uh, when I when I read The Secret, I went to a job interview and because I've never met anyone like you. And I just literally watched it and it was like, you know, you just got this different mentality. And I'm like, anything's possible, bro. Like we can do whatever we want in life. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can. He gave me the job and I quit two weeks later and I just gave up the job. I lost motivation, it fizzled out. And this picture on my wall of like a model girlfriend, it was Kelly Brook, you know, BMW, great the beach house. Yeah, definitely a great body. Um, and then the money, the 100K, it all just meant nothing. Mm. It faded. You know, motivation. You know, the neuroscience trend I've been doing recently is we're always motivated. We're motivated to eat the donut or we're motivated to eat the green salad. So we always have motivation to make the right choice or wrong choice. It's how much we're motivated to make the right one. So mm. that motivation, that, that kind of inspiration fizzled because it didn't align with the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. That's where we reroute our and help our clients to actually rebalance and, and focus on all three, not just one. Mm, so I love that. So um, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit because obviously part of what we want to kind of do is to, is to you grazed over your story there. You kind of uh, gave, gave a, uh, just an overview, yeah? Um, what I want to do is, is back it up. I want to, I want to, I want to back it up a bit and I want to go back to, you know, before you were where you are now, I want to go back before you were where you were when you joined the fit story program. I want to go back, you know, before you, you, you were training as a gym rat, uh, at, at your local health club. I want to go back to when Angus was like, could remember and conceptualize the world. So from that point, can you just kind of start diving into and unpacking some of the, the journey that you've been on? And uh, this is what we would call your fit story. For sure, when I had an extremely bad haircut back in the day. <laughs> Still do. So I, I grew up ah, in a place. Joke. Uh, <laughs> He's beautiful, man. Cheers, mate. <laughs> took, took me a long time to come here today. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up in a place in, in London, in England, a place called Hounslow. Um, it was very diverse. 
And I've got a lot of friends from every culture, every race you can think of. And the, in England, a lot of Americans and Canadians speak to think, well, it's, it's, it's predominantly white people. The school I went to, I was a minority as a white person and I was actually bullied. And that's why I really despise racism because I've been through an element of it myself, even as a white person in England. There, you know, so I've, I've kind of been through that mentality and I had kids who were bullying me for my name because I was different. You know, I, I have a good, great family. You know, I've, I've had a lot of, I'm really blessed. My, both my uh, parents were teachers, had a great household. I never had the latest pair of football boots or the PlayStation. I never had any of that, but there was a great family there. So I can't, I can't knock that. I'm really grateful for that. But when I went to school, being kind of prim and proper going in there, I was bullied. Um, kids would like eat my lunch and kind of like team up with me and, and call me names and everything else. And I, I went into that victim mode of just wanting school to end every day. Uh, I eventually got pulled out of that school and I got moved to another one. And that, that wasn't so bad, but um, it was kind of, the ironic thing was the school I went to wasn't that far. And when I went to secondary school, all those people were there again. They were just bigger now. Mm. So all the buddies were bigger. And it was an all boys school as well which was just a jungle because the females actually uh, brought balance and, you know, kind of men, like boys not being idiots. When you had a bunch of guys together, it was all testosterone, who's the best? Bullying was just the norm, you know, and um, I could not wait for my secondary school to end. So again, you know, I, I kind of got through it, um, but I, I definitely lived in fear a lot from a number of people. I'd, even stuff to, like people making me do their homework and stuff. And I, I just lived in that victim mode of, not knowing how to defend myself, but not seeking to know either, just accepting the situation. Mm. So I really stand against bullying. And that's where kind of fitness evolved into my story was um, one of the catalysts of change for me was, you know, I, I kind of left secondary school. I'd, I'd been out for a night out um, and I, I ended up at a bus stop with some random person for a party I didn't really know is my mate's girlfriend and my girlfriend's mate um, or boyfriend. And these, these couple of guys were bust up and there's three of them and they, they were like pissed up, like sort of aggravational kind of dude. So I was at the bust up with this guy just trying to kind of keep things cool. Like this can kick off within a, any, any kind of moment. So it's fine. Two of them get back on the bus and there's one left and I'm left with this other guy. This guy from a party suddenly goes, you're not so hard with without your mates, are you? And I'm thinking, what the fuck did you just say? Like, you just want to kick off now. With, and he's like, what? Gets on his phone, says, lads, like, they're kicking off, come back, right? So while I'm trying to say, like, guys, like, what's this all about? It's all a bunch of bullshit. I see these guys running down the road, and one's got a wine bottle, and the other's got a knife. And, I'm, and I look around, and the guy's got... The guy who kicked off and said, you're not so hard now, has disappeared, mm. and it's like three on one. And this guy in the middle of the road is coming towards me and two guys are running. I mean, sprinting, I don't, like my, my brain's done the maths. I'm like, fuck this, I'm, I'm gonna get severely done in here. And I just run for my life, like faster than Forrest Gump could, you know? And I, and I fucking sprint and I don't, running, running, running. They, they were nowhere near me, I ran that fast. Like I was, I was fairly nippy and I just ran, walked home, I got home. Um, the guy even called the police and said, is he okay? And I was like, you fucking scumbag. Like, you just left me there. You kicked off and then left me. Anyway, the police came like to my house and was like, am I okay? I was in bed. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, I'm done running. I've run all my life from these buddies and cowered away and never stood up for myself. So I was, fuck this, I'm not running anymore. And I, 
I went online and I'd always liked Muay Thai. And I, I booked three months in Thailand, which fucking booked it. I said to my boss at work, I said, I'm just going to go away for three months. And I went to Thailand, um, trained three hours a day, um, twice, two sessions, and just fucking put myself through. I took a beating for two weeks. Mm. I, I took a beat down, but people called me the beast out there because I had that mindset of, I'm, I'm done, I'm done with these people. Mm. I think um, quite a few people. That's got, what changed me. Yeah, I've got friends that have, that have been out there. Uh, you know, like Phuket and stuff. And, um, That's where I went here. Yeah. Tiger Muay Thai is where yeah. I went. A lot of uh, top people go. There. Yeah, and a, and a lot of people that, uh, so from again, from my observations, that, you know, want to try and, um, want to try and, want to try and keep fucking, you know, protect themselves or, or develop the skills in order to do it. So a, a good friend of mine, we don't talk so much anymore, but, you know, from back in the day, um, Sam, he, you know, that's exactly what he did. He was always the weedy guy. He was always the one that was like, you know, if someone was going to get punched in the fucking mouth, it'd probably be Sam. <laughs> Sam was the one that was most likely going to get punched. And, and Sam was also the one who was most likely not going to be able to punch back. So, you know, that's what he did. You know, he felt very broken and very kind of like, I'm the small guy. And, you know, just didn't have that, 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 that kind of beast mentality. But um, he, he fucking developed it. He went out there and developed it. So I think quite a few people do that. And I'd, I'd love to share the story of my first day there because it, it, it was a big life lesson. David Goggins talks about kind of when you're about to quit, you're at 30%. And the warm-up, right? Some people do this for charity, it was 5K. And you're new to the humidity. I'm as pale as white people can come, right? Um, but I'm not used to humidity. And so we do the 5K. I think I woke up at 5 in the morning. Um, you know, kind of had breakfast at 5, the runs at 6. And you you do this run and you do 5k in about 25 minutes kind of thing but the heat even the sun's coming up is, is different like it's new like i was doing it in the gym preparing but it was different um there's six people that started out that day on the first run because we started on the first of the month i was the only one that finished most of the others just dropped out um and i finished behind the fighter who was leading them and i was like right what next to go skipping that so I'm like, okay fine i'll just run 5k do 20 minutes of skipping then we're going to get into a three-hour class, right? An hour into the class, I am done. I am, like, finished. And I'm thinking, no way. Because if anyone's been to the gym that's listening to this, you go to the gym and you do a hard session for 60 minutes, you don't want to do anything else. This is Muay Thai. This is getting punched mm. in the face, getting hit around from Thai people that are saying, you Westerner, you, it was your option to come here. Mm. We, we, we've been brought up in this. We didn't want to fight, but at five years old, we had to go and fight to make money for our families. And you've come here for entertainment. You want to go through the milk, right? Mm. So after an hour, I'm done. And I go to the toilet. I drink some tap water, which you do not do, right? And I was sick. And I looked in the mirror and I said to myself, did I come here to quit? No. And I got myself together, went back out and I did another two hours. And what that proved to me was, when I thought I was done, I was absolutely spent, so close to quitting. I did two times more than where I thought I was. That's 30% was the first mm. hour. I did another two hours of hard, like sparring and, mm. you know, pad work and like, you know, groundwork, 200 sit-ups, 200 push-ups, all that stuff. So mm. that, that David Goggins is so true. And I was in a row machine yesterday and I was doing 10 minutes and three minutes. I was like, this is pretty tough. Well, there it is. There's, there's 30%. Mm. Let's keep going. Got to break through the wall of resistance. Yeah, one minute at a time. Let's mm. get to the next minute. Get mm. to the next minute. You know, it's, you know, Bedros was talking about that on his podcast. There's a guy who was in one of his training video, uh, training camps that he was doing and he was a fitness coach. 
And he, and he quit on the first day. He goes, why'd you quit? Because I couldn't do another 72 hours of that. He goes, you don't have to do 72 hours. You have to do the next hour. Think about that in your business. Mm. Think about it in your life. Can you like make one more phone call? Milestones. More yeah, milestones, man. I think that's an important lesson for people. There's probably people going to be listening to this that, you know, maybe at that point now in their business, maybe. You know, oh, fuck, man. I've got to reach out to another fucking motherfucking person on fucking Facebook. <laughs> and do you know what? You don't need a 10K month. You just need another customer. Mm. Have another customer. Do you, are you going to help that person? Do you want to just help one more person? Why did you get into it? Can you help one more person? All right, cool. Help them. Find another person. Mm. Do that 10 times in a month. Speaking to a client, you know, I do business coaching as well. She said, I'm going to, I'm going to charge 15K for something that's going to take me probably, it'll take me over three months, quite a few hours. Well, I said charge 30 because you need to make sure it's worth time, value and money to do it. She quoted it and the customer said, yeah, I love the fact you charge high prices and don't negotiate. She signed the deal. Mm. You know, so just having the belief you can do it and she was offering a great service is, is what it comes down to rather than focusing on the money. You know, you've got to find enjoyment about what you do. 100%. So going slightly back, where you mentioned about kind of, um, you know, like you, you, you have that moment of clarity where you're looking in the mirror and you're like, man, I broke through the wall of resistance. I'm fucking ready. Um, to, talk, to, talk to me a little bit more about how it was when you got back to the UK, right? So you kind of almost uh, went out there to transform yourself. You became a motherfucking beast in your own right. Uh, and then you get back to the UK. What, what happens next? What's, what's ironic is, is I'm getting off that plane and smoking a cigarette at the airport while my mate comes and picks me up. And I think I maybe smoked a joint in his car on the way back. And I went out that evening with some drinks, had quite a few drinks. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in a, in a situation now. And my sister said, I actually saw this guy I got a problem with. On that same night, I got back. And I was like, right, well, I've got to go and deal with this now. And it had gone by the time I disappeared, like by the time I got there. But, um, you know, I thought it sticks with you forever. And it doesn't. You know, if you don't use it, you lose it. I was talking to Gary about this earlier was in the morning, I shadow box every day now. Every morning, I shadow box for a few minutes. Um, I do a boxing session once a week because what happened was I came back and I was really confident that things were going well. My body was looking good. I was getting attention from women. But then I eventually just kind of faded. Um, and I thought it was going to stay with me, but you've got, you've got to stay in the game. You've got to be consistent. Mm. So when I came back, I did perform. I did do well, but I ultimately still didn't enjoy my job. Bounced around from sales job to sales job, um, but I didn't stick with it. And now I'm running my own business and understand what success takes. It's staying in the game, consistency. Mm. Keep it simple and consistent, which is what my mentor, Brian Grasso, talks about is being simple and consistent. And just don't overthink it. Mm. That, that equals success, you know? Mm. And that's what I, I, I didn't stick to. So now I stay sharp every morning because I know if I need to defend myself and my family, I can do it rather than thinking, yeah, that, that stuck with me for life. It doesn't work like that. You need to stay ready, you know? Mm. Like, not that I, I, I never want to have a fight again for the rest of my life. But if I saw someone bullied now, if I saw, a, you know, someone being victimized or, had to defend my family. I'm confident because I've been put in reps, mm. you know. So to me, that's really important. Um, I love it, man. It's like um, you never see somebody playing the PlayStation during a zombie apocalypse. Do you? <laughs> you stay ready. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> stay ready, man. So uh, look, I, I fucking love it because I've heard obviously your story 
Um, part of how you, you kind of got so clear as well in, in sharing your story and kind of, and of course we're, we're like, you know, 60% of the way through it there. So we are going to go back, but part of, uh, of you getting super clear on, on your story was, um, was obviously going through, through the Fit Story Accelerate program. So what I want to try and do right now is because we're at a real pivotal point here before you kind of, you know, left the sales job, started your own online business, as you were just saying, um, that there's obviously a bit of space there that we can dive back into. But I want to kind of come off that track now and talk just a little bit about um, the Fit Story program, you know, and, and how that's helped you articulate your story in the way that you're currently doing it now. So, you know, I guess the first question that I want to ask around that is, um, you know, what, what made you join the program? What made you kind of reach out and, and think, oh, you know, this is some, because I mean, look, we can all day long talk about the amount of motherfucking coaches out there, business coaches, gurus that are offering personal trainers, online coaches, nutritionists, wellness coaches, yoga coaches, blah, 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 10K month. Like that's all it is in the industry. And obviously Fit Story came, uh, came around and it was kind of like something different. It, it just had a different feel to it. We weren't talking about that. We were just trying to get people to lead with their story. So kind of what was it that kind of jumped out and, and made you join the program? Well, this is why I'm so grateful for you. And why we're doing this podcast on a day's notice and I said, let's hook up and, and do this was I'd, I'd been in sales for 17 years as well. You know, so I know how to sell. I've studied it, done a lot of Grant Codon's material, read a lot of books and I wanted to get good at it. I didn't just do it like a lot of people do. Just say, yeah, I'm great at this. It's actually studying and getting good at something. And when I came to your online space, it was like, right, I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. People told me how easy it was. And I got advised on how to cold DM people and just follow. 50 DMs a day. <laughs> just uh, watch a post of Grant Cardone. Someone says, yeah, I'm interested in something. Yeah, great. And then you go and friend request them. Hey, how's it going? Do you want to buy like a 10K package or whatever it is? Right. No one wants that. No one wants to be bombarded. No one wants to be sick on the first time you met somebody That's with not some a strategy. message <laughs> that's got like 500 letters in it. You're like, what? Hello, mate. What's my name? How are you doing? You know? um, so I was like, shit, this is not working. Uh, I did a free challenge. I, I, to be honest, I sold one client for 1K. And then a month later, he asked me for a refund because his wife wasn't happy and they're going for a divorce. Pretty brutal. He's actually a current client now. So I, oh, I did good. come back and he's a really good person. Yeah, it says a lot about me coaching. Yeah, because he, he said he, it was really the pressure from his wife rather than what I was doing wasn't working. But anyway, those, those were all tactics and they didn't build a business. It was just how to get revenue. It wasn't sustainable. So with you... Even when I was doing a free challenge, I'd reached out and seen you and Perry were doing some cool stuff and you just helped me. You just said, Angus, go to Canva. And I'm like, that's a really cool place to do graphic. I'm like, whoa, Canva's like this mystical place mm. of graphic design and I can do all this instead of the rubbish things I've been putting out. <laughs> and, I, and I found 30 people for my challenge and you were just helping me. Like, yes, I could have been a client and give you money, but there was no guarantee of that and you just helped me. So I was like, cool, like Matt's, I, wanna, I actually want to give Matt money for what he did for me because you did that all for free. And I'm like, right, as soon as I've got some money, I'm going to invest in you and say thank you. And that's part of, um, you know, I think that's a, a big lesson. It wasn't that, you know, we were doing that as a, as a tactic for, um, for, for generating sales. What it is, is we call it front-end value. And I think that, yes, you can do that through your content, but, you know, I'm a really, really, uh, I just love human beings. I love talking to people. I love um, providing value. I love sharing my experiences and, and connecting with people in an intimate way. And so, you know, that's really where it came from for us was, 
you know, when we led with, with front end value, we didn't do it in the typical way that most people would do with a five day challenge. I mean, shit, we, you know, we revenued uh, somewhere in the region of 65 K before we even run runs a, a, a challenge, which I think it was the, the story, the story selling challenge, I think. And that was toward the end of uh, when Fitzroy went dormant. So, you know, that is still something to this day that I would advise people do is, you know, offer front end value, but not from a place where you're desperate for sales or that you think that you're going to get a client because when it comes from that place, they see through it. And, you know, I, I regard you highly enough and I'm happy to say this on the podcast, like you would have seen through it. You're not, you're not a dumb motherfucker, you know, and I give people credit because I don't think that, you know, so we're seeing nowadays there is a lot of dumb motherfuckers about. <laughs> yeah, you, you um, know they're ingenuous. You know, you know, you, don't, you, know yeah. you know you're in a conversation in the DMs. You're like, hi, how are you? Oh, so what do you do? Oh, that sounds fantastic. You're a coach, help people. And I looked at this guy's mm. uh, template. It's like how I help coaches go from naught to hundred k. I just unfriended him. It may sound brutal, <laughs> but if the guys are trying to sell to me. Like if you ask me, hi, how you doing? If you just moved away from scripts and got personal with me, you might have been a great person. He might have been very good at what he does. You know, I've got that stuff covered now, so I don't need his advice. Um, but it's, it's just bullshit, and you see through it. So wanting to help people, man. And I do that now. I'll jump on a call with somebody. I had a call with a, for an hour with a lady in America. She, you know, she's probably not going to be a client, but I just wanted to help her break through some mental limitations and, and maybe just talk through some stuff. And she becomes kind of cool. But that hour of my time helped a human being. That's what it comes mm. down to. Heart-centered, man. And, you know, there's, there's a lack of that, I think, as well. You know, I've not necessarily been in the space um, for, what, the past six, seven, eight months as a coach now. Um, as you know, I stopped it when, when Fitzroy went dormant. But, you know, that I see that it's really the heart-centeredness that, that really helps. And when you can lead with the front-end value, but from a place where it is selfless like that, um, you know, you will, maybe not that day, maybe not that week or that month or that year, but you're showing it's reciprocity. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what it is? It's, it's knowing you buy from somebody when you know, like, and trust them. And that, that's something to think about. And if you don't trust them, there's a little bit, is this person just a little bit out for money and doesn't actually care about me? But with you, it was, and, and you know, Perry, it's like, these guys care. They're good people doing some good things. And that's what, that's what happens with me when I get a client. They're, they're ready to work. And, I, you know, one of my core values is the last coach to ever hire, never coach for life. Because I'm not in this for a year, I'm in it for life, and I'll always be able to help you get to the next place and do the next thing because I continue to grow and learn myself. Mm. So, you know, for you guys, I sure I saw you sharing your story, and I, I kind of knew you. Do you know what I mean? And and we don't recognise that sometimes when we're sharing stories, people taking things from our what we've just shared, and we don't realise the impact we're making because they're in the they're in the shadows, but they read the post and mm. starting to click or something. You know, that's what I'm going to do in a way I want to, I want to trigger somebody and go stop fucking around because life's short. Mm. I want to trigger you where you're like, yeah, fuck, he's right. You know, I did a post about round 15 and Rocky. You know, do you remember the guy that gave up? No, you didn't. You remember Rocky because in round 15 when Apollo's celebrating, he thinks he's fucking done. He stands back up and says, let's go. Mm. That's life. That's business. Like, mm. are you willing to get back up in round 15? That's what I want to do is trigger somebody because I've been there. I, I was laying on the canvas. I was the victim. Oh, I'm being bullied. You know, we'll go and learn to defend yourself. You know, go and step up. Go and put yourself in a situation where you're going to grow. You know, the first day I walked into a boxing gym, kickboxing gym, in time, I was shitting myself. I had spar men as, as a kind of teenager, you know. And 
and I, and I lost a lot. Like I got battered quite a bit. But then, then after a while, you start going, oh, this, I can slip a punch. I can do this. I can do that. But it was only through the pain I could grow. Mm. And that's where you're in that rep in the gym where you're like, yeah, I'm pretty much done now. Push through that rep, and that's growth in the muscle. You know that that little ten percent. That that's where it is. Do you know what I mean? So. Mm pushing through growth, uh, pushing through pain is where growth is. And I now understand that. And, and it's kind of, it's still a constant battle fending off the victim mindset. You know, it's not, and you just click your fingers and it's done for life. It's, it, it's rebounds and negative influences and maybe someone criticizes you and you've got to roll with it. But I now appreciate how short life is. And um, I'm grateful for every day when you find gratitude, it, it changes everything. Mm. And I guess this is a good time as well to talk about, um, again, just diving into, you know, how Fit Story may have helped um, is, you know, you mentioned earlier, you've been in sales for a fucking long time. And I remember having a DM conversation with you and we were talking about your sales experience. But one of the things that really lacked at that time was your marketing. It was uh, mm. how you were attracting people. And I remember you saying about how you've done the challenges, things like that. Um, so what do you think, why do you think things changed uh, when you started sharing your story, what, what changed and why do you think it changed? Vulnerability. Mm. That's it. You know, the more I've been in the fitness industry, the more I hate it because it's all bullshit. 30 days celebrity challenge to X, 90 days to this. Someone of, I, I was going to say someone of the top, I do have a few topless pictures, <laughs> but not a huge amount do. because it's not, you know, it's just there to prove how to be an athlete in business. I, I, I work towards the body of an athlete, but of course, man, it's the, inspiring too. Yeah. And, and, and I wasn't always fit. So that's the thing. I was a skinny, a skinny, skinny kid who said one day I would be big and strong to defend myself. And that's the person I've become. That, that's the choice. Um, and um, you know, it's the marketing side was I just shared my story of people and I, I followed the launch that you did. So you said there's a five day launch and I went deep into it. And I like, I, I wrote down the, the backstory and I, I wrote it all down into paragraphs and I wasn't a writer. You know, a year on from this, I, I, I enjoy writing yeah, now. Yeah. I actually really enjoy it. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm fairly decent at it. I would but say that was actually one of the things that we discussed was uh, you, you said that, that there was a lack of confidence around writing, you know, creating written content, like long form, yeah. especially because it's so easy to create. This is the thing. It's so easy to create like engagement questions or, you know, short form uh, content. But what's really quite difficult for people is to write the long form, really powerful resonant content that draws people in. And, and that's something that, again, you should give yourself credit for because you come leaps and fucking bounds there, right? Yeah. And people say like, you know, even, even people close to me are like, it's too long, like that's not gonna work. Like you need to chop that down. I was like, you don't see what I'm doing. Do you know, just want to butt in there, bro. I had that recently. Wrote a post. So part of uh, what, what it was, I just want to tie into is someone said to me very recently, "Oh, that post is far too long because I sent it to to my employees and things like that." And uh, that's far the post. No one's gonna read that. Motherfucker did 200 reactions over 110 comments, and the shit blew up. So people do read them. Just wanted to inject there. Boom. So, Don't let that get in the way. That's you know, what I'm saying. I, I put the time in and going back in it. And what it did was it reminded me of what I've been through. It pissed me off that I was bullied. It pissed me off that those kids ate my lunch my mum made for me. It pissed me off that these people used to break my stuff and call me names. Like, you know, my name's Angus. So they'd call me Fungus and, and things like that. It angered me and went back. And I, I, I went back over my story. I went deep into it and it set the fire. And I was like, fuck these people. I'm going to become somebody. I'm going to do something in my life. And I was like, right, I'm going to share my story with people. 
And, and I think the, the trap, and everyone, it's very, very common, right? Is you go onto online, let me share my recipe of what I just made. Let me share my home workout. No one gives a shit. No one cares. They want to know who the fuck you are. If you did 50 push-ups push -ups in a minute, which I posted, but like, yeah, great, that's impressive. But who is Angus Buckle? Mm. When you go, right, I was bullied at school and I went through the same situation you went through. And like, shit, so was I. And, you know, whatever, all these other things happen. So what I did was the five-day, this is what really worked. And it was a five-day launch. And I shared a different part of my story and said to people, right, this is part one and tomorrow the next part's coming. But I, I, I did spend time going back over and trying to make sure it was readable, powerful headline, gets the next sentence, gets the next sentence. And I, and I, and I reread it and posted it and, you know, kind of like got in loads of conversations in the DMs to make sure my engagement was there and I did put time into it. But mm. Well, that's something to, to mention. You, you've said now a few times that your engagement is the highest it's ever been. It was, yeah. It was like an easy hundred likes and like a lot of comments, but really substantial comments, like like things that meant something, not not when people mm. just give you one line. It's awesome, great people job. Opening up. It was like, mm. wow, that was powerful. And um, those, still to this day, my biggest yielding client who's invested 14K with me in the last couple of months, um, she came from that period of, of really knowing who Angus Buffer was through five of those posts and at the end of it, I kind of, people were jumping in my DMs going, Angus, I really resonated with your story. I'm like, let's jump on a phone call. And it was the first time I didn't even sell. They were just like, what have you got? I want to do it. Mm. And it was like, shit, it works because they understood me. And I, I didn't have to go on video. Um, it was all in text. And I shared a picture of me as a child. And, you know, all my pictures through like, like my whole life was there. There's nothing mm. to be hidden. It was like, powerful. Nothing to be hidden. Mm. Yeah. And, and that conversation was more than I'd ever talked about family members as well. I, hadn't told them about like, you know, like the places I'd been in life and like how low I'd gone, you know, like as sharing when I hit 100k, I got depressed and was in 30k's worth of debt within two years. Mm. So lost. Got a question for you there, man. How did you manage that? Because I think if someone's listening to this now and it may be someone who was, you know, potentially interested in, in doing the Fit Story Accelerator program or something, they might be thinking, well, how do you get around that? How do you get around the fact that you may be talking about things? that you know you've never really spoken to your close friends and family about how how did you how do you get around that and and i guess that question can go into multiple places but just whatever comes to mind first from from one place the the, the post has to impact one person that's it i don't give a shit if my auntie read it said angus what you used to do cocaine and smoke weed yeah i fucking did that's what happened i'm not gonna lie about it you know were you depressed and suicidal yeah i was i'm not gonna lie about it that's what happened I want to impact somebody who is suicidal and depressed to go, fuck, look at this ripped guy mm. who's run a successful company and, you know, like he's doing all right in life. That's the way I turned it around. And, and if I really did succeed in suicide and I didn't survive, I wouldn't have impacted all the people I have done. So that's some powerful shit. So in my posts are pretty deep and they're not for everybody. And if you want friendly because you feel it wasn't for you, it's cool. And we talked about it earlier, right? I shared the story of why I'm a coach and, um, my mum taught autistic children and uh, one, it was Christmas time, December time and she came home and she said, you know, I've just talked to this lady who spent all of her welfare check for Christmas and dog food because she had mental health issues and she's got no money for any presents for her kids and the daughter really wants a bike for Christmas. I was like, damn, that's sad. Like, I'd love to buy that girl a bike for Christmas and at the time I was playing poker and I was playing a tournament that night online. I said to my mum, do you know what, if I, if I make some money tonight, not even win it, if I just make some money, I'm going to buy my bike. 
She was like, whatever, yeah, cool, nice sport, whatever, right? <laughs> Go and play the tournament. And a week earlier, I played it, and it was 1,500 players. It was only like, uh, I don't know, it was a small buy, and I can't remember what it was, but um, the week earlier, I'd come ninth. And ninth was like $350, and first was like three and a half K. It's normally like a 10, 10x difference between the final table and nine to the third. I was really pissed off. So it's like, right, go back to the same tournament next week. But every time I was in a decision where I'd maybe mess up and take a risk, she was in my head. So I'm doing it for her, doing it for her. And I, and I folded and I was like being, being really like diligent with all my decisions. And I remember telling my mate, like, I'm doing quite well. It's getting to the final two tables. And I was massive chip leader and I just dominated and finished the final table in like 20 minutes. And I took it down and I won and I won three and a half thousand dollars. And I had some money in my uh, upstairs drawers or whatever. So I, 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 took, um, I took 250 pounds, uh, put it in an envelope. So when my mum woke up in the morning and I wrote on her, mum, I did it, I won, buy her a bike for Christmas. And later she sent me pictures of the girl with the bike. And I was like, that feeling of what I did for her is priceless. It's not 250 pounds. I made her Christmas by buying her a bike. So even though I had the other few thousand dollars, God knows what I did with that money, right? But that's when I knew that helping people was the thing I was truly passionate about because I was a victim for so long. I want to help other people get on. For no financial benefit, I just want to fucking help. Mm. You know, yeah, you do have to invest with me, but I'll still have a phone call with you for free. And that was my kind of experience of helping people and getting into it. And, that, and that's something I shared in my story about fun. And they're like, fuck, this is a good guy. I'll fucking buy something from this guy because mm. he can help me too. And yeah. that's where we share our story and get to know somebody. We're like, actually, the same as fucking guy. It's an all right guy. Like, mm. I trust this dude with my children now because I know he's a good person. Yeah. He's bullied and he's been through it. You know, sometimes we just have to remove the fear. One thing I say in my morning attitude list is be fearless in my marketing because I don't care what other people think about me. All I care is about impacting one person. Mm. It's powerful, man. Um, so let's take that lesson. If, if you're sitting there thinking, well, how do I get around that feeling of like, oh shit, what if a family member says this or a person says that or, un or I see someone unfollow me on Instagram? Go back about four or five minutes and listen to that again and then do it again and again and again and again until it clicks. Um, I think I want to stay on this subject for a minute, um, kind of a, a, around, you know, what fit story done for you. And I want to kind of tie that in with um, kind of, you know, who it is that you are today? Um, who is Angus Buckle now? Because, you know, I, I mean, it's been probably, I mean, how long? Nine, 10, no, longer than that now. How long has it been since we worked together in, in the program? Must be going uh, back. Probably about eight months, something like that. Yeah. So, and obviously you've come along leaps and bounds. I mean, you, you've now invested further, you know, um, thousands and thousands and thousands into other mentors and things like that. And, you know, you've really catapulted forward. So what is kind of, um, what is the Angus buckle now and, and how does all that piece together? So just to kind of go back on what you were saying is I'm so grateful what Fit Story did and it showed me that coaching can work and AJ Morton's a mutual friend of mine. So I was such a cool guy and he was ripped off 12K for investing with somebody that didn't work and it was, you know, he created his, his group that helps other people do it. And investing the $600 of you showed me it works. I was like, right, what does a grand do? Like, what does 2K do? What does 5K? What does 10K do? You know, I can't wait till I give somebody 100K mm. because I know that will take me and I know it's essential to do. So coaches need coaches. And 
I've been on a crazy journey of self-development. And I would say the main thing I've done is understand me better. I don't give a shit about sales and marketing. I just know who I am every day and I brand myself in my morning routine. So that that's kind of who I am is, is connecting with myself every day. And I've moved more towards, in a way, like the Chinese philosophy, the way of looking at things Bruce Lee always resonated with. You know, this guy had seemed like he had it sussed and finding more flow and balance in human and in life and not kind of chasing the shiny objects and the money. Like, you know, I really do not care about the money. If I, if I become a world-class coach, I'm going to be very wealthy. Mm. That's it. Like, I want to be your coach for life and I'll be world-class in what I do. And I honestly say that's one of my core values. So uh, that means me putting a lot of self-development. Like, I've done how, how do you think that? How do you think the diving into your story helped you come to that? That, that mindset it released me really and, and it gets me to share my story so when i when I, I was on a radio show the other day i'm just sharing my story big up helen packham yeah helen packham, <laughs> real legend. Uh, you know about hitting 100k and getting depressed and suicidal you know so all these people following the inner city life of being stuck on a train you don't want to be stuck on following the rat race you know like all of that stuff that so many people are doing following conformity in society when actually spending more time in nature and i share it in my mindset course think about some of the happiest moments in your life you're sitting on a beach you're in a safari you're you're with the kids at home or you're in this kind of you're by the beach you're, you're in nature you're chilling out we were not designed to be by computers so um you know for me it's just understanding me better all the time and and kind of moving towards that sort of flow state to find happiness and balance in life like that that's ultimately what I want. And, and, and leaving impact, my mission gets much bigger and we're talking to the Metropolitan Police, we're talking to fire service, we're looking at stuff with schools. It's way bigger now, the mission to impact as many people as possible. And it's, um, it's really exciting to go on that journey to help other people. Amazing. And it's important to say that, just to kind of wrap that up, you know, you seem so clear on that now, where you're going. But mm. I believe, due to the amount of clients that we work with, that you wouldn't have that vision if you didn't know where you were, if you didn't know where you yeah. started. If you weren't clear on who you are and where you came from and how all those pieces came together, you probably would have landed on a different vision right now. And it would probably take you, it could take you weeks, months, years to realize, oh, fuck, man, I am extremely out of alignment with who I am. And that's what happens to a lot of fitness coaches. They kind of come into the industry and they start doing what it is that they're doing to make some money and blah, 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 blah. They don't take the time to really dive into who they are. You know, what, what is important to them? What is, what is, you know, powerful within their story that makes them unique? They don't do those things and they just pursue a route of get collecting money. Like fucking, I don't know, Sonic. But you know what I'm saying? It kind of leads you down that path because you don't know really why you're doing it. You don't know why you're showing up. And I feel like that's one of the really uh, amazing things about seeing um, people go through a program that helps them develop their story is that they they become so much more authentic in who they are and they display that to the world in a completely unapologetic fucking way. It's like, this is me. This is everything. And I just lay it all bare. This, this is it. This is who I fucking am. And, but it gives them clarity long-term on where they want to go because they know where they've been. I just think that's really, really important. It's alignment. Like, so when I work with somebody who's got dysfunctional sleep, their cells and their hormones are in dysfunction. Their body is not going to be in a good place. And when you're talking to me now, eight months on, I had self-doubt, I had procrastination, 
had distraction, I had fear, and I still have fear. Like emotions are important. You shouldn't shouldn't say we're going to delete emotions or get rid of them because they're they're vital for survival. But you know, understanding all of those things and the journey to to growth are really important. But I'm aligned now. Like you can't take me off alignment. If you go Angus, do you want to go and do cocaine tonight? I go no, <laughs> no, you will not derail me. That's the plans for tonight, gone Gary. Kenny Brooks said, "Shit, do you want to do two grams of cocaine tonight?" <laughs> I'm like, "Can you join in that party?" But maybe I'll ask her for a nice uh, seafood dinner or something. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm in alignment right now with my mission, and and that's the thing. You know, Brian Grasser talks about it. And, you know, I have huge thanks to him and, and what him and Kerry Campbell have helped me through with their mentor and, and you as well. You know, for the fit story is um, is that it is about finding alignment within yourself. And if 92% of goals don't work, it's because we're chasing something that defines us as a label. So 100k, I reached it. it was the label? What do I do now? Michael Phelps got depressed after four consecutive gold medal Olympic games. Mm. He lost his identity. Well, I'm gold medalist. Monday, I'm at home with my kid and sitting on the sofa by myself. Where's all the press? Where's all the hype? Where's all the people shrouding me? You know, it didn't have it. So when we follow labels, we lose who we are, but we're on a mission. When I talk about my mission of helping cure obesity and depression, it's, it's unrealistic. Like, mm. I can't, I, I probably can't do that, but I can make a huge impact and do what I can. And that's the mission. So, if we can align with the mission, whatever it is, that becomes way more powerful than anything else. The mission could be to be the best dad to your child, the best, you know, partner to your spouse, like whatever it is. The mission should not be about you. It's about impacting other people. And that's why the girl's bike showed me that that feeling was like priceless. Then I trained my first client and helped her lose like 20 pounds. She was a new person, could go and get a boyfriend, you know, happy now. Work's going better. Like that transformation, like that. That stuff's all priceless. Like I'm working with a client now who's just lost 65 pounds in four months. Priceless. I just helped a client who got divorced from her husband and she goes to the doctor and says, doc, you know, I'm in a really bad spot. He's like, oh, you've got anxiety. You need to take this pill. You, you know, you need to take an anxiety pill. Okay, yeah, great, thanks for that. She takes this anxiety pill for a year. She joins my coaching program. She does a sleep course. She does a mindset course at Sarah Proof. Three days into the seven-day course, she quit the um, the the anxiety medication and I said ask yourself if you're following the label that the doctor gave you or do you really have anxiety mm. on your worst day this is what Brian Grasser talks about on your worst day the doctor diagnoses you with anxiety or depression the label you know there are a lot of children who get misdiagnosed with ADHD because they're sleep deprived they don't have ADHD I think that's a cool trait having bundles of energy and wanting to do stuff mm. Right, you know, so all these labels we need to move away from, and that, that's where I get really passionate about all the bullshit out there because I truly want to help people. And it's not with the drugs, it's not with the pharmaceutical industry, it's not the mass marketing of the you know, why is everyone confused about diet? Because there's a big problem with people funding studies and all that shit. So, you know, if I can just help people with sleep, with mindset, uh, with a holistic diet that is unique for you, and I have no idea what that is until we have a chat. If you don't test, mm. you guess, you know, we do tests with toxins and DNA and stuff. And, you know, that's kind of where we're going to the company is to really help people holistically and move away from that bullshit. So the lady with anxiety medications, the lady dropping 65 pounds and, you know, six months, she's finally starting the business, but she's been procrastinating for three years about. And it's a huge business, can have a huge impact in the fertility industry and really 
go against all the BS with um, IVF. So, you know, that's kind of what I stand against. Um, and that's what I do is, is, is that impact and helping people. And that's priceless. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter what you paid me. Like if I can help you get to there, because, you know, like I said earlier, if I, if I didn't come back from suicide and depression, then I wouldn't be here. So I'm grateful for every day. Mm. And I want to help people create that impact. And I'll do that till the day I die. It's not, this won't change. My, my business and vision might pivot, but I'll be a coach helping people at some point. Mm. Dude, I'm, you know, genuinely fucking proud of what you've done, man. I really am. Because, um, you know, when you, when you kind of create programs and you start to bring clients on, I mean, just want to kind of skip into this real quick. Um, one of the things that kind of we promoted so much and we encouraged so much was, and we led we led with this was us sharing our stories, you know? So me getting vulnerable um, first and foremost and, and talking about, you know, my upbringing and, and, and my brother murdering somebody and, and our family going into turmoil and, and just the dysfunctionality in there and, and having to move and change names and all of those things that I buried real fucking deep were actually the things that became superpowers for me to attract people like-minded that that could that could resonate with some of the feelings and emotions that I went through. Not necessarily the the same um, logistics, not necessarily the same things happened to them, but they they understood the emotions and and I think that's just so um, so important to talk about. It's it's you know we led with that and and you know today right now recording this fucking podcast is a prime example of why it's so important because. As, a, as, a, as me overcoming some of the fear of sharing my story in the first place is the exact fucking reason why Angus is here helping other people with theirs. Mm. It's connected. There's a connection there. So it's, it's extremely important, you know? Um, bro, I, I want to like backtrack a little. Um, and I know we're going to be going for dinner soon. Uh, man, I can't wait. Vegan dinner. Ah, my boy. So I want to kind of just backtrack real quick and I want to kind of dive back into your story, okay? And I want to go back to that point where you left off. Um, You come back from Muay Thai, you're a different animal now, you're in sales, you bounce around some jobs, you go through the motions of doing those things and you recognize, again, when you you said you you bought the the little girl the bike, Mm. that's really when you realized that you had a passion for for providing service or helping in some way or creating impact in someone else's life and why that's so important for you to do. So kind of take it from there and and I want you to kind of um, fast track us through the last part of your story Mm. as to kind of where you're at right now so not diving into what you're doing because you've already done that but just that final little segment of your story so i was i I had a lot of sales jobs and and the thing is sometimes you take a job and you don't know what you're walking into you know i had jobs where i quit after two days because it was just crazy like wolf and wall street i can beat you bro you know, I fucking just I worked at shit. Chitty Chitty Foods, right? <laughs> I ain't even joking. It's a fucking slaughterhouse, bro. Oh, Michael Biskin done that. It's yeah. a slaughterhouse, man. It made me fucking sick. I left Ooh, after sure. I left after lunch. I, I left after lunch because I couldn't eat my lunch. <laughs> and the, and the most beef sandwich. Well, right? the most fucked up thing about it is that you know I didn't turn vegan at that point it took me yeah. fucking like what 10 11 years or some shit to, to actually go vegan um but yeah at the time it was just fucking disgusting and i left after like fucking literally four or five hours but yeah if anyone likes vegan. ufc read uh, michael bisbin's book because he talks about that started really really good book um but yeah so i bounced around from sales job sales job um bounced around from partner around on the weekends I ended up playing poker for a little bit full time. That was pretty crazy. I was, did quite well and kind of 
got bored of it and burnt out, uh, yo-yoed for years. And then I finally found sort of mentor in sales, was a friend of my brother's. And he said, look, you know, Angus is a good salesperson, take him in, working in telecoms. And I went in there, just went for it, got really good. The mentor definitely helped me as well. I continue to invest the rest of my life and people see the value of someone fast-tracking your success. And really what a mentor is all about, show you the pitfalls they've made to help you avoid those and kind of what you should potentially do. Um, and I, I got real success in that job. And, you know, kind of like I was commission only, worked really hard, broke the company sales records. Um, I finally got to my 100K. Um, you know, went on swanky holidays, was living a baller life, you know, the kind of casinos and flash bars and designer clothes and all that stuff. Um, got a top floor flat. Um, but I'd always wanted as a kid, I always looked for top floor flats and was doing well in life. And then I just eventually started hating it. And I really despised the other salespeople I worked with. And I just, I just crashed. I just, I just lost alignment. I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. Like the label of 100K, I finally got there after years of failing. Um, and I just got, I got depressed and got lost. I'd smoking weed and, you know, drinking. And I was truly lost. And, and what's funny is, um, is at that point, and I said to people, where did, where did I get found and saved? Like saved, it was fitness. Like when, how could I fight against the bullies? Go to Thailand, like go to the gym. If you see me training in the gym, I train like a maniac. I don't talk to anybody. I have 60 to 90 seconds rest and I go in and I go hard. Like uh, that's how I train because I want to get results, but it's because of the person I am. Um, and, it, and it's kind of looking at where I went to was like, I need to go back to fitness. This is what got me out of this mess. Like, um, and I was like, I'm going to be a personal trainer. Everyone's like, bro, you were just making all that money. You're going to get like 20K a year in personal mm. trainer. Like, so they think, why should you do that? <laughs> and I was like, nah, man, like, this is my passion. I'm going to do it. I got qualified, started a business, wasn't making much money, put the time in, and then it eventually started to come together, you know? Because everyone that's ever worked for me will say they enjoyed it and I got results. Like, that's the kind of, if you exchange money with me, you're going to get results. Mm. I'm, I'm relentless about that. Mm. Like, no, I'm no I, doubt. No. I will make that happen. Super connected to your, you know, what um, you were saying earlier about, about having that drive to want to deliver for someone. To, yeah. To then, provide impact, you know? So, you know, and that's going well and then, like, I'm online nowadays instead of being face-to-face -face much, I do kind of like miss, miss the kind of boxing training of people to really help them kind of like their self-defense. You know, I go, so many women just love the boxing and, and sort of guys that maybe wouldn't go to a boxing gym because they're intimidated. So I love, I loved that element. Um, and then now, you know, I've kind of just improved as a coach. I'll continue to do and you know, especially in the mindset stuff, the neurology side is I've, I've just moved my limitations, removed them. I just, you know, I can work with anybody and help anybody because the stuff that I've been investing in and working on self-development wise is science. It's not affirmations and the secret and all the bullshit that we see out there. And I see these coaches posting stuff and, and, and hearing people investing 5k in 10k and they're just awful packages and mm. I, I really despise those people because they're just ultimately not getting people results and some of these people are backed up against the wall if you drop 10k and you're like you know bro this is going to make you 100k in six months like this is going to make you 10k in the next month you'll make it back in the next month you're in front yeah man like hype train let's get on it you've ruined that person's life mm. that's a divorce for that guy because he hasn't got any money left like Mm. That stuff I, I could not tolerate. So I'm really trying to make an impact to actually help people 
putting the transformations first and now our business is helping people from Australia to LA, you know, we work, you know, someone's talking about Anisha, but up to seven-year-old kid who was training to be the, he was a top scorer in his football team in the whole school to seven-year-old grandpa, you know, I help anybody. I really don't have a niche. You just got to be motivated to want to change. And that's mm. it. So, you know, now, now I'm really loving life. I'll be honest. I found balance, found happiness. Um, and it's from investing with mentors like yourself. You know, you, you helped me find alignment and going back into my story of what really lights my fire was all the bullies that, you know, did X, Y, and Z, all the people that doubted me. And I, I'm just going to stay in the game and prove all these people wrong. And, you know, you know, it's doubt. I have no doubt I will succeed and I'll just stay consistent, keep it simple. And I'll, I'll, conti I'll continue to invest in mentors because you showed me the first ROI as a mentor personally and in my business. Then I went to the next one, right, what else do I need? And I still need a lot more and I'll continue to go to them and get an ROI. So I can't wait to get to the next mentor and invest in them. And I'm so grateful for you starting out my journey because what if I went to, and I'll call his name out, fuck it, Tanner Chichester, the guy with the BMW i5. I've, I've heard a lot of bad things about people like that's program. And I'll call him out because um, I, I think it's, I think it's, I need to invest in that guy's program. I've seen people who have been ruined by those 10K investments. Yes, five figures. Yeah. And, and you, mm. you helped me by saying this works. Mm. This is an honest guy, so an honest program, I know it works and it fucking mm. did. And, and that's helped me believe in mentors and get the next one. Mm. So I've got a question around that. Because obviously one of the biggest, um, you know, motivators, I guess, for fitness professionals that come into the industry is money. Um, it's cut the bullshit. A lot of them come in and they're like, how the fuck can I make money fast? And I get that sometimes if it's the only revenue source that you have. I did it. Yeah. It failed. A hundred percent. So, you know, when you, and, and you know, Tanner Chidster, we've had a couple of people come to our course from his course. So they dropped 10K, didn't get their money back, didn't actually get any result. There are people in the ads that are good people, but a lot of these guys I nearly jumped into I won't say the other names. I don't think naming the shame is that good, but I just mentioned Tanner's name because I, I really have not seen anybody. A lot ever of people, a lot of people do up. anyway, but that's part of you know making it is you get hate and you you get yeah. heat. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's I the better get, way yeah, to put it. Yeah, maybe I could get hate. hate, maybe not, but heat. Yeah. You get heat. Yeah, I just I just stand against people that don't truly care about um, the the client, and, and maybe he'd argue with that with me. It, it, it's not it, it's not about calling people out, so. We'll skip past that, but you know, I feel you though, man. I mean, dude, I just want to say, I think we're going to wrap this up now, but you know, I am, uh, like I said, super fucking proud of what you've achieved, dude. And um, it was a pleasure to work with you. You're a rock star client. You came in the program. I think you were one of the uh, certain so Fitstory Accelerator program, not the Fitstory program, but in the Accelerator, it's kind of like a condensed four week uh, fast track to story selling, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you were like, out of like 30 people in that course at the time or 20 odd people in, in the course at the time you were one of the only ones that did it in less time <laughs> you just fucking cracked down to it you just got it done i don't even know how long it was but i'm pretty sure you were done with all modules within yeah. like a week. <laughs> yeah my 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 recent med said to me angus how fast do you want to, do you want to go fast though i went fast yeah i i'm i i take every day i'm grateful for every day mm -hmm. you know like i i've not got any time to waste what impact can i make today um i i'm not i'm not wasting time so it's really important but but yeah look thanks samuel man it's been so cool to kind of catch up and i know you've had some amazing guests in this so i'm, I'm really kind of honored you had me on and, and i'm truly grateful for 
you helping me get alignment within myself and my story and why I'm a coach and why I, what, what it meant to me to buy that girl the bike, going back into that, what were the best feelings you had in that, you know, like uh, helping the clients lose the weight. I was like, yeah, man, like, this is it. Buddies, like, fuck those people. And they made me who I am. And I want to help people. And when you light your fire, you know, I, I really got, like, into the zone of my story. And, it, and I was shitting it. First mm. time I clicked send in that post, I was shitting it. Is anyone going to mm. like it? Is anyone going to comment? And 100 likes later and whatever comment made a huge difference. So I'm really grateful for you um, setting up an awesome program that works. And now I help other people share their stories because I know that it is the start. It's like you need to share your story. So, so I'm truly grateful, man, and, and blessed that you had me on today. So thank you so much. Brother, thank you for joining me. Fit Story fam, that is it for the rest of this, for this podcast. If you, if you got value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, if it, if it changed the perception of what you, you felt about storytelling, because, you know, one of the questions I had earlier was about, you know, there's a lot of PTs and nutritionists and online coaches that come into it thinking that, you know, how does story equal money? You know, I thought systems equal money. I thought that, so, you know, if it's changed your perspective here and, uh, you know, one of our, our ex-clients, Angus, talk about that, then let us know, you know, give this podcast a share um, tell a friend about it, um, leave a review. Uh, it just goes a long way. In fact, even if it was shit, like straight up, if you didn't like it, <laughs> tell me. Send me some hate, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, we're out. Peace. <laughs>